Hello there. So the next Survivor Series I've got here is the Survivor Series 2016, uh, which brought back the Raw vs Smackdown element of Survivor Series. Now, they, sh they just recently done the brand split in the summer. Uh, so as I've said many times before, I'm a big fan of Smackdown in the, in the later half of 2016, the early part of 2017. Uh, it was, I thought it was really good, really, once this brand split came in, really brought in a lot. It was much more enjoyable. Uh, to be honest, as I said in my Survivor Series 2015 review, I was really starting to turn off the product. was very casually watching it. And then 2016, I really started enjoying it again once, once I got to the uh, SmackDown in 2016. But we'll, we'll kick off. They, they do the women's Survivor Series match to begin with, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. You can kind of tell the difference now already because when they used to do women's survivor series matches did last a few minutes and i even did say it in 2009 it was in, in between the world title matches and was completely a piss break and it had really great talent in there but for example it was let's be real but um yeah you can see they've definitely put more effort into this now, and it's a good match it's a good start it's in a good spot in the cart kicking the show off here um but it's an enjoyable enough match. What you, what's interesting here is you can see the agendas already, though. When it comes down to the the final four, well, the last th well, in fact, the last three people left in the match are all four four horsewomen. The final four is Alexa and Becky from SmackDown against Charlotte and Bailey from Raw. Becky's SmackDown Women's Champion here, and. This is at the point where Becky and Alexa were having their feud and things like that. So you have Charlotte beat Alexa here to Alexa. But if you look at it, the last non-four horsewoman left is Alexa. Um, and she is, without doubt, other than Ronda Rousey, obviously the most successful uh, non-four horsewoman since this started. So there you have it. So you can sort of see where they were shaping. But that's here and interesting. Here where Bailey gets the final pin and then Charlotte beats her up. So whatever, Bailey and Charlotte are your survivors. Yeah, well... Whatever match was okay for what it was, not bad, decent enough start to the show. Up next, see the good thing about this Raw versus SmackDown show is there's consequences and stakes to this. What we've got here is the Miz from SmackDown defends the Intercontinental Title against Sami Zayn from Raw, with the stipulation being if Sami Zayn wins, he takes the Intercontinental Title to Raw. So at least there's something interesting in that. Then the match itself is boring. It's not a good match, and I'll be honest with you, Miz is a much better, I don't care what any smart says, Miz is a much better in-ring performer and worker than Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's the drizzling shits. Massively overrated. Everything that's wrong with overrated indie wrestling is encapsulated in Sami Zayn. And he's just a garbage talent. But you've got the Miz. Miz wins, frankly, good, and Maurice looks fucking amazing here. 2016, the year Miz really rejuvenated again, once Maurice came with him just after WrestleMania. Uh, fantastic stuff on SmackDown, as I've said before, with his feud with, uh, with his talking smack thing with Daniel Bryan, even the feud with Ziggler that happened just before this, great stuff. So there you go. But Miz wins, match itself's kind of there, but whatever, there you have it. Up next, um, they did an experiment, they did SmackDown vs Raw, they did all the tag teams together. It's kind of a mess, but it's okay, it's a watchable enough match, the whole tag divisions are against each other. So it's like, instead of 10 men in the match, it's 20, but, you know, you, one person just needs to get eliminated for your team to get eliminated, so whatever. comes down to Sheamus and Cesaro versus the Usos. Sheamus and Cesaro win for Raw, eh, there you go, it's fine, it's okay. 
no, it's, it's okay. It's a bit of a mess, but it's all right. Not very memorable, but, you know, fine for what it is. Up next, Kalisto versus Brian Kendrick for the Cruiserweight title. Again, if Kalisto's on SmackDown, but if he wins, he takes the Cruiserweight title to SmackDown. So at least there's consequences and stakes to these matches. And match itself is actually fine, quite a decent enough match. And then you've got Baron Corbin just comes in, beats up Kalisto because they were feuding at the time. So, uh, Baron Corbin. Uh, so, whatever. And uh, I think that's what Kendrick retains because of the disqualification. So, yeah, the Cruiserweight stay on Raw. To be fair, that was probably the best place for them because you've got the extra third hour you and you need your piss breaks. And that's basically what the Cruiserweights were. Let's, let's be real. But yeah, there you have it. But again, at least stakes and consequences here. And then you've got the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown men's traditional match. I really like this match, but I will say it is too long. It's nearly an hour, this match. No, no word of an exaggeration, it is nearly an hour. It's a very good match. Thoroughly enjoyable. A lot of people really rave about it because it's long. I really like it, but the f- and it's, it's got some great moments in it. Such as when after Ambrose is eliminated, he comes back later on and they do the shield bomb on AJ Styles. Great moment, but it's also far too long. It didn't need to be this long, but it's very enjoyable in the match. Comes down to Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton are the survivors for Team SmackDown. Again, at least that's got things going forward because you're eventually getting to Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. I've said before, I hated the storyline, but... You know, at least they were planning ahead. And speaking of which, the main event here, Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, they they come they absolutely redeem themselves here. This match only lasts like a minute. Goldberg basically squashes Lesnar, and to me, this is like the polar opposite of the other match. Even though it was far too long, this was perfect timing. This, I think that's why it was so long because the main event was going to be so short, but it worked. It actually it was a sharp shock and. Goldberg was are stacking the joint at WrestleMania 20 before they left, but they came up and they've redeemed themselves. This was awesome. It was great to see Goldberg back. He then announced he'd be in the Rumble the night after. We didn't know if this would be a one and done, but the night after he announced he'd be in the Rumble, and eventually you'd get to another great Goldberg Lesnar match at WrestleMania. Again, planning ahead. So I'd say, yeah, great stuff. I actually love this. So Survivor Series 2016 is a good show. The last two matches are what is mostly. Uh, more, more worth watching for, but at least you know there were stakes and consequences. This feels like the last Survivor Series, so there was actually any real stakes and consequences because after that they just did champion versus champion matches. And with yeah, you know what, it is what it is now, but yeah, overall, Survivor Series 2016 definitely worth watching, thoroughly enjoyable, good stuff. So, uh, coming up next, I will be reviewing Survivor Series 2017 later today. So Thanks so very much for listening and goodbye.